लिसनिंग टू अ हिंदुस्तान टाइम्स प्रोडक्शन ब्रॉट टू यू बाय एच टी स्मार्ट कास्ट हाई दिस इज मंजुला नारायण नेशनल बुक्स एडिटर हिंदुस्तान टाइम्स एंड दिस इज द बुक्स इन ऑथर्स पॉडकास्ट इट्स अ वीकली पॉडकास्ट वेर आई स्पीक टू ऑथर्स गॉट अ न्यू बुक आउट हाई सो टूडे वी हैव विद अभय के हुज द एडिटर ऑफ द बुक ऑफ बिहारी लिटरेचर हाई अभय Hi Manjula it's a pleasure to be with you Okay great so just uh, you know I was reading the book and it's um, it's quite lovely and it's quite unusual also at the same time so do you want to start with telling us how you decided to do this book So it happened so Manjula that you know I was my mother tongue is Magahi which very few people know about and uh, huh. I was looking for some poems and some short stories in Magahi and hmm. i could not find them like there was no book as such and uh, hmm. so it got me curious that is there any written literature in magahi and uh, i started researching and then you know hmm. i wrote a poem uh, basically hmm. i'm a poet so uh, i wrote yeah. a poem about you know writing a poem in magahi and uh, hmm. and then once this poem was published people like started coming to me saying that maghi has a very rich literature and you don't know mm-hmm. about it actually in poem basically yeah. i had written that you know i i cannot find any written literature in maghi so yeah. so it all it all started with that quest and uh-huh. then then i realized that you know bihar has a number of languages which are not uh, which have not been you know the works from which have not been translated yet yes so yes uh, so this 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 and this poem that you're talking about is this one which you quote in the uh, introduction right yeah in the editor's um, yes very nice poem at home i hear my mother say her prayers in magahi हमारे बेटा के बुद्धि देव आई मीन ऑब्वियसली माई प्रोनाउंसिएशन इज नॉट गुड भगवान ट्रांसलेटिंग stories and also the first novel from maghi actually called phool bahadur which will which is in the process of uh, you know uh, publication so uh, it's uh, so it all happened like with this quest to know more about maghi and then i realized that there are other languages in bihar like angika and bazika and uh, mm. apart from of course people know about mathili and bhojpuri yes but uh, mm. many more languages so hindi urdu persian and then i realized yeah. that you know pali which was written uh, buddhist literature was written wrong in pali so yes. so these were all like they started slowly opening up and also realized people like vatsyayan who comes yeah. to try used to live in patna and mm. uh, nalanda had a number of great scholars who wrote in pali and also some of them in uh, sanskrit and maghi mm-hmm. i realized is not a dialect you know it's actually it came from prakrit and uh, it's one of the ancient languages from which uh-huh. many languages came out 
in fact i have had friends who spoke maggi and uh, but i thought it you know and then only your book uh, showed me that you know that i looked it up and there were the original script is uh, uh, different mm-hmm. and now obviously it's in devnagari so all these things kind of opened up after i was reading your book wow that's so it was quite fascinating really <laughs> impressed to know that Yeah so it's quite fascinating i mean one just assumes that they are all uh, dialects of hindi you know well, not, is that that's not that's yeah. what i thought initially that you know they sound so similar to hindi but mm. i started reading about it i realized that actually hindi came out of magi rather than you know magi being a dialect uh, this almost seems like an attempt to reclaim these languages That's right, because you know these languages. When you go to Bihar, actually people speak these languages. These are living languages. Mm. My mother yeah. speaks Magi to me, and mm. uh, and and earlier I thought, and my father used to speak uh, in Hindi to, with me. Mm. So, mm. Earlier I thought that you know Magi is just kind of you know a a you know a more like a it's a vernacular. I mean more. Uh, Yeah, I mean a sort of dialect, you know. And, yes. But later on, when I started exploring, I realized that not only Maghi, but Bihar has so many other languages like Angika or Bajika, and these are yes. more ancient than Hindi. Hindi came yeah. much later. In you know, the first poem or first writing in Hindi only comes in eighth or ninth century AD. Okay. Okay. While Maghi mm. is like you know a thousand years earlier being spoken yes. in uh, that mm. area. The Magad, you know, Magad is about Magad Janpad, Ashok, yeah. Ashok, Ashoka the Great, or the Maurya Mauryas, or the Guptas. They they yes. speak. They spoke Maghi actually. Oh, okay. They spoke Maghi actually. Acha. Right. Oh, great. I mean, so this is like your book has really opened up something, you know. that the most indians don't know about this and i from what you're saying a lot of biharis also don't no uh, correct correct that's right you see i mean even before editing this book like i was like i had no idea because there's no promotion of magi uh, huh. i mean my 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 school like had poems of english poets and you know it had hindi poets and urdu poets but there was no magi poets or no no other languages of bihar were represented so mm. so obviously i mean this was this is not very well known but now i think there is an awareness about preserving these rich legacies uh, the l- linguistic legacies of bihar and oh. and 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 sort of you know uh, claim properly for them their space that's why i ended up i translated the first maghi novel called phool bahadur which is amazing satire written in Nineteenth uh, century. Okay, okay. And when is that appearing? I, is, you know, uh, it's, you... it's uh, hopefully next year sometime. It's a work which is uh-huh. in progress. I mean, it's uh, I'm in touch with uh, a few publishers and uh, let's see. Okay, another thing like this book taught me really is that I mean, one doesn't you know think of it though it's. obviously i mean you know that bihar has all these uh, in the ancient world all these fantastic things emerged from bihar but one needs to be constantly reminded as a reader and i think your book has done that you know uh, because 
I mean, you uh, you've included the voices of these Buddhist nuns. You've included, uh, you know, Vatsyayana. You included Chanakya. You know, Kautilya. All these people from the ancient world as well, and 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 later writers also. So, what is what was challenging to you as an editor in this? Collection? I think for me, for me, it was a discovery. It was an exploration. You know, an adventure actually, because I had no idea who was right. Writers in either Mathli or in in Bhojpuri or in mm-hmm. or Bajika. So, like, I started exploring literally that, like, who are the writers? Like, uh, who? I mean, who are the ancient writers? Who are the contemporary writers? Who are the novelists? Wow. Who are the short story writers? And who are the poets? And mm-hmm. and so on. And uh, and slowly, you know, it's like it's like a thriller. So you start like you go to one person and you ask that, you know. Uh, who are yeah. these writers and they lead you you know they give you a bit of it but they don't give you the whole mm. thing and then you kind of connect the dots you know talking to many people so it took me like a year to explore to map it out actually that who are the writers you know and then started uh, asking them for contributions some were some were alive some were dead you know and along mm. and their children you know grandchildren I got in touch with them so, so this is how it happened that you know a, a complete exploration for me and this book is like a, it's a miracle because you know it all happened in within within a period of a year and a half and Ooh. yeah and i i took it as a mission that i have to do it i have to really because bihar is sort of you know everything about bihar is a lot of things are known about bihar but literature is not one of them <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> so like there's Bhojpuri cinema for example yes yes I knew of course about Vidyapati and I knew about Nagarjun and so on there are mm-hmm. some writers like Faneshwarnath Renu of course is yes yes but is well known so, mm. but there are so many others so here you see more than 60 writers here uh, yeah. Here and it was an exploration, particularly in Maghi, for example, or in Angika and Bajika. And mm-hmm. I think that you know this book will—it's just a kind of tip of the iceberg. I think there's so much more out there, and uh, yeah. it's an invitation to all the translator, literary translators, to explore the rich world of Bihari literature and go deeper. Yeah. You know, when I was reading it, I was thinking, you know, even these languages like Angika and Bajika, which I had honestly, I'd never heard of, but even they must be having, you know, their own uh, whole, since they ancient languages, they must be having their own literature, which we as English speakers have no access to. So perhaps your book will encourage others also to bring out translations of so specific languages, no? Exactly. That's what the idea is. Uh, so this book sort of kind of, you know, it's an it's an invitation to explore. You know, to mine the rich world out there, uh, because wow. here in this book you only see like a few stories from Angika and Bajika, but uh, yeah. uh, 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 there is so much more out there. And those who are, you know, uh, I think each one of these languages can be explored further. And your selection of pieces are also great. I found this uh, the this um, piece at last, Sumangal Mata, translated from Pali by you and uh, uh, Gabriel Rosenthal. Right? This one, I found it very modern. In fact, I've made a comment over there, very modern. You know, it's like uh, so feminist and it's so contemporary. Like, 
written about the whole continent when I was in Brazil. And, uh, uh, and Pablo Neruda, of course, remains one of my all-time favorite poets. And uh, when I read this poem, I asked the poet Ashwini Kumar that, why, has, why did he bring Neruda to, to Gaya? <laughs> <laughs> so was it is it real i mean so he said no no it's just imagination like he was imagining him in bodhgaya so not in bodhgaya so in gaya doing the three paksha and all that <laughs> but then going back to you know something like amra pali uh-huh. and you know, this, even that is a, a great one yeah all all should be perished in the river of time that you know those lines are like very good so talk about that amra pali is such a such a modern character you know i mean everybody today mm-hmm. i mean amrapali if she would alive, be alive today she would be like i mean a phenomenal person and phenomenal mm-hmm. woman. and uh, you know she was like you know i mean she was the nagar badhu of vaishali and uh, yes. uh, and uh, i mean she was one of the most beautiful women of her time and uh, mm-hmm. there was actually i think uh, you know a war between the magadh and i mean the magad king uh, and uh, and the vaishali the vajis for her and, uh, mm. you know there's a film i think called amrapali also there's a mango now named after her amrapali and i mean she's such an inspiring person you know and in that poem like the saitya academy award winner poet anamika she brings out she imagines herself as amrapali and uh, she actually yes. i mean she comes from that part of the country i think she comes from muzaffarpur so uh, mm-hmm. she she kind of tries to experience the emotions amrapali would have gone through while when buddha himself you know uh, accepted her invitation for dinner and uh, mm-hmm. did not go to the or the you know court rather he went to a nagarbadhu so uh, so that's that's the message i mean that the poem is like so beautiful and recreates that moment when uh, amrapali invited buddha to come and dine with her hmm and one thing i noticed is that you've like and you me- you mentioned it also i think in the in, in the note in uh, the beginning is that you've included a lot, lot of women writers and often you know male anthologists <laughs> forget that <laughs> seem to forget but and the pieces you've chosen have been very sensitive and very nice uh, so yeah, talk about that i particularly like you know pieces by women actually you know particularly kavita's there's a writer called kavita you know and uh, mm. she her story about her mother i mean i mean the character's mother not her mother but it's in the in that story like the mother decides to get married you know she's and like yeah. the whole whole tamasha in the family that you know how can mother you know decide to get married at this age when she's like uh, going to die in some time you know and uh, oh. bring such uh, such uh, disrepute uh, to the family and uh, oh. it's such a such a sensitive and beautiful story about the mother daughter relationship and the only person who supports her is her daughter you know and uh, says that okay mom when we were young like mother supported everything we wanted you know she did her best and now she is lonely and uh, uh, and if she wants to get married nobody is supporting her and uh, not yeah. her sons and they think that it would they distribute and uh, will bring such a distribute to the family and her daughter supports her remembering all the all the 
all the times even at the expense of you know sacrificing her own relationship with her husband who does not support this idea so mm. so this is such an i mean for me it's like one of the best stories and uh, explores so sensitively uh, the relationship and the depth of human relations you know and how i mean it reminds me of kafka's metamorphosis that what relation what human relations are all about but uh, mm. <laughs> but still like here i mean i find this story really moving there are yeah. other women writers you know you mentioned sumangal mata and mutta yeah and uh, yeah also like amika and so on so uh, yeah so that that's been an interesting part of it also even like these stories like the turning by anirudh prasad vimal that's also fantastic i yeah, love it like a famous story no you can see that <laughs> that's a <Yeah>. that's a <laughs> that's a that's a story from angika and uh, it's a yeah. story i really like that story because you know i mean people people can talk about the global feminist movement and all but i mean m- more often they they sort of forget that you know uh, grassroots these exist you know and there are yeah. there are societies where you know i mean which can be a model for the whole planet you know how they, yes. how do they deal with uh, relationships uh, and their rights so i mean a fascinating story i really loved that one and also i liked it because you know we are this like as city dwellers maybe as urban people we have this assumption that oh all rural women are downtrodden or some nonsense like that <laughs> so this, this this story brings out the fact that you know it's not like that it's not like and not it's a, yeah. our assumptions are often from the experiences and the background we have and the upbringing we have had you know yes. the world is much more a diverse place you know and no no i mean not one bill fits all uh, it's it's such a such a rich world we have such a rich i mean not yeah. india but the whole planet i would say yeah 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 and you know even uh, uh, this poem like girls on rooftops and give such an insight into you know a small town Seriously, you know you remember i mean i don't know but i remember like this thing you know when like i grew up in bihar in, in I, rajgir you know i studied in the school there and i can totally totally see that happening you know like uh, boys like drinking tea and the girls on the rooftop you know looking at <laughs> you know that was <laughs> hoping that maybe someday they will you know love will descend from the rooftop <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so, which is your favorite piece in this? I mean, I know I shouldn't uh, ask you this, but which is your favorite piece well, in the book? Yeah, I like the I like the story about the mirror, you know, which is on the cover page. Uh, yes. It's a uh, 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 then uh, I like today's Yudhishthir. I don't know if you read that one, you know. I my favorite is a the Hindu parrot, <laughs> which we have carried an excerpt on, uh, you know, HD Premium today, yesterday, I think. I, yeah, I see. Yeah. I think I mean, that's a fantastic story. Yeah, the Hindu parrot is another beautiful story. Yes, so that the dressing table I was saying, the dressing table, you know, okay. uh, which uh, forms uh. the cover. So I think yeah. I mean there's so many stories. Also, the invisible bond I like, I really like a lot because you know it. it brings out the uh, the the formal relationship and the non formal relationship you know like how yeah. how we how how i mean 
the it explores the dimensions of you know of love so hmm. out there but uh, i think these are I, that's a, that's the one where the woman's uh, husband's heart is uh, mm-hmm. given no that's not the one that's the other one no where yeah that's it uh, heart uh, no that's the that's the unnamed relationship no not that one the yes yes the invisible bond which is about this uh, girl who grows up you know in the house and then she gets married but then she goes back you know to yes 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 i read that they just had one yeah. stand kind of yeah and she, but what a deep impression it leaves na yeah it's a, like she cannot forget that ever and yeah and i can he i mean that's what it's clear it, in the book. yeah so it's both ways yeah but like uh, yeah. you know, so this is landlord and the maid you know but i mean it's like yes. two humans you know and friends who grew up together but with different economic you know yeah terms. so you know all these stories like and the poems like they explore so many things which are like um, like fundamental to being human right love right. and right. you know Uh, and the economic hardship all these things so did you have a thread that you were sticking to in in when you were bringing the anthology together putting the anthology together did you have a- well you know i was so lucky to find these stories actually and i wanted the stories which are like like even jugad for example you know which can which deeply mm-hmm. penetrate us you know uh, mm. penetrate our heart and mind and uh, i mean we can relate to so 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 it's basically the sensibilities i had you know and i also do that for other anthologies you know i mean i go on with my gut feeling like you know that really it touches my heart or like it impresses me so that's how i make mm. selection okay okay and and uh, what was the biggest you know this i ask everybody what was the biggest challenge you encountered while doing this well the first thing was that i had no idea what is bihari literature <laughs> <laughs> so so that i started from a complete zero i must confess this to you so mm. and the so the second part was i was based in madagascar so i was not mm. yeah, so second part was how to really get in touch with these writers even if i know who they are but how do you like you know talk to them and so yeah. finding their contacts and and so on and uh, then third thing was that once you have their stories then how do you trans get them translated into english like yes. who's going to translate from angika or bajika there are no known translators <laughs> yeah. and who yeah. i mean i could translate from magihi i mean i knew magihi yeah. who will do it from like other languages so i this was my like the third challenge so uh, yeah. and then finally that who is who will be interested to publish the book you know <laughs> so what was that difficult i mean i thought you know just a few weeks ago uh, i spoke to uh, manohar shetty who's done the book of goan stories mm-hmm. you know and they so i'm thinking like this is the season for uh, us to kind of rediscover you know the any you know the linguistic richness of each of our states perhaps Correct. you know and yeah so and many i mean bihar has got like so many languages so like each one of them could be like a book you know so yeah. languages yeah so was it difficult to get a publisher i mean well i had no idea like who would be interested in this initially but then you know i 
uh, I I mean I of course I mean I managed to have an have an agent, so <laughs> that's how yeah. it got published. Okay, so Kanishka is your agent, right? Yes, Kanishka, Kanishka. Uh, I found Kanishka, and uh, he was he really liked the idea, and then pitched it. Hmm. Okay. So that's how it happened. Correct. Okay. And then, mm-hmm. and then Prema at uh, Harper Collins, she really liked the book, and you know she was she was very enthusiastic about it, and then encouraged me to complete it <laughs> in time. Mm-hmm. But what about your relationship with the translators? Because I see that you know you have many translators. How did you like? What did you you coordinated with them? How did you coordinate with them? You know. Well, sitting in Madagascar. So yeah, so I started finding them slowly. You know, it's <laughs> all <saw the> research. <laughs> asking them, then, then I mean, then there are translators whose whose translations are like there, but then you can't really use them, you know, because they're huh. so badly done. So then, <laughs> so I mean, the work has to be retranslated by someone, you know, or co-translator huh. who has, you know, who has the command of the English language. So. All these things I had to coordinate, and uh, I was lucky, you know, to find the translators slowly, gradually. I started like even I like uh, I asked some of people I knew that you know, can you translate it? Because I mean, it has never been translated, and if you can try, like they had also never translated, you know. So there are many time translators here. <laughs> Oh, okay. Yes, that that's a different area completely. You know, that's like that's also fascinating. That's also fascinating, and then I'll go through their translation works and do corrections, and you know, I mean, try to find it with uh, with the desired translation. So, yeah, like lots of work. Yeah, like many drafts. You know, there would be like you know half a dozen drafts. <laughs> ah. Hard work, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you know this, and also I was like really struck by. I, of course, I looked up some names in this, uh, and then I discovered that you know this uh, Pandita Vairochana yeah, yeah. Rakshita, yeah. right? Am I pronouncing this? Was some early figure, you know? And I was like really fascinated by this, how you've managed to combine the ancient with the contemporary, you know. Correct. Yeah, so it was like I wanted this, you know, whole picture. I wanted that. How did it evolve? You know, I wanted to have a kind of picture that uh, what was Bihar like in literary terms in old days, like in ancient Sanskrit, for example, and Pali. So what was it like? And then how it evolved into, you know, different languages they evolved and literature evolved. For example, uh, the translator uh, you mentioned is he's done the translation translation of one of the uh, one of the pioneers of you know many languages actually and uh, sarhapa you know and he's also a yeah. revered buddhist figure so mm-hmm. and i found his work like really like contemporary so i thought that why not to include him and even like you know farsi and like the range of languages you have the first Indian writer writing in English from Bihar, you know. You have, oh. you have this uh, Deen Muhammad, Muhammad, you know. And yes. He's the Sheikh Deen Muhammad is the first ever writer from India who wrote in English. So you have this history. 
history of you know colonial i mean colonialism beginning and how it impacted you know din muhammad to write this uh, write this uh, you know ex- i mean his travels and you know yes. he also has a very fascinating story din muhammad if you know he went to uk got married to uh, you know an english woman and yeah. and then you have this and and then you have this abad bihari lal who writes you know he writes a letter to the alfred lord tennyson the poet laureate that time of england like today we write to you know the poet laureates of us that okay can you please blurb my book kind of <laughs> <laughs> and, and he's writing that time you know you see and he's originally in english this poem Yeah. and he is yeah. he's writing to he's writing to this poet saying that you know can you can you please uh, give me a blurb you know and uh, oh. find my poem worthy of you know so he's praising him yeah so on. so mm-hmm. so see the impact of colonization uh, you know also is visible on literature that how it's distorting the society and uh, how is it uh, how is it kind of changing the whole parameters like who will blurb now you know din muhammad and abad bihari lal are two examples of how the society was now feeling the pressure that you know now they should get a blurb from london you know <laughs> <laughs> and that continued for hundreds of years after that i mean at least 200 years it continued news today actually if you look at the indian poets you no know, particularly english poets writing poetry you know their poetry is highly americanized and uh, yes. that's one of the things you know why i edited 100 great indian poems you know which were like translations from 28 indian languages because i thought yeah. that, you know basically the the true i mean true rasa you know of indian poetry lies in its languages not in like english yes. poetry which is like now becoming so influenced you know with the line breaks and so on and yeah. so <laughs> so it was uh, it was kind of you know these two poems sort of these two like the poem of abad bihari lal sort of showed me that how what happened and how like you have these post colonial studies now no and how colonial yeah. impacted literature yeah what were the ones that didn't make it to the uh, to the anthology that you wanted to include but you couldn't for whatever reason you know well you know i i i would like to include this writer the mathley writer uh, huh. one of the finest a, a woman writer actually and uh, okay. uh, and uh, you know i could not include her because like her her i think son or grand grand son would not give the permission so right uh, it's a uh, mm, i think you know there were some issues with the she died she passed away recently but that time she was alive and i think it was they were scared that you know the translation would not be done well or like there everybody wants to do a translation of her work and so on they, oh. i think that was one and uh, then i could not include a work of uh, also hari mohan jha uh, also another mm-hmm. mathli writer because uh, the the translation which was available was by an unknown translator but uh, okay. uh, and it was not possible to do a, another translation in a, you know which was equally good so okay. uh, but he's one of the finest writers uh, and his uh, i mean his his satirical works are excellent okay hmm. 
Now we come to your Nalanda poems. You want to talk about them? Uh, sure. So, see, I come from Nalanda, and uh, yeah. uh, you know, Nalanda poems I wrote, uh, you know, with that, uh, you know, with that background, you know, being from Nalanda and seeing the fall and rise of Nalanda. So, yeah. uh, so it's a, it's a poem about uh, you know how Nalanda came to an end, you know, and it's. It's Nalanda is a symbol here, you know. It's not really the place, and uh, yes. it's basically the light and darkness. So how mm. how things happen? So uh, should I read it? The day of yeah, yeah. Nalanda. Bakhtiar and his men play buzkashi in my alleys today. Monks are being burned alive, and those who try to escape are beheaded. Dharmaganj, the nine-storied library, has burst into flames. Smoke and ash from the burning books have turned the day into light. Night, the sun has disappeared from the sky today, and even my bricks bleed. The sacred chants that once sanctified Magad have turned into shrieks of a failing humanity. The light of the world is fading today. To face the ravages of time alone. Abandoned, scorned, forgotten, or perhaps to be reborn into many Nalandas. So then, what happened? That you know, when I joined the foreign service in two thousand three, you know, I I I learned that Nalanda University is being built. You know, at the same place where I am in Rajgir, and I saw it happening. You know, I saw it in front of my eyes. You know. It's like blooming the lot, the the, yeah. the 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 Nalanda, which is actually it's it's a lotus actually, Nala. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. uh, so it's blooming again. And uh, then I I you know wrote another one called the Rise of Nalanda, remembering mm. the that how you know you can like extinguish darkness uh, light with darkness for a while, but then you cannot suppress it for a long time, and it comes up. You know, that's the that's the hope. And uh, uh, it continues, forlorn under the red earth, buried for centuries. I rise today like a phoenix, eight hundred years later, from the ashes of my burnt books. I open my arms today to embrace you, whoever you are, from wherever you are. Come, walk into my enlightened fold, as once Buddha and Mahavir did, seeking shelter in my groves. I remember Wensang and Fahian, the scent seekers from the east. I hear footsteps of Aryabhat and Charak in my ancient compound today. You too come. Come as I rise again. Wow! Thank you. Okay. <laughs> so you know one thing about this book. is that it reminds you once again of how ancient bihar is and how much india as a nation i mean like a contemporary nation owes bihar it's something that modern indians tend to forget and how so many ways of being and thinking great philosophies have emerged from bihar correct and talk about that correct i agree with you you know the the ashok chakra which we have in our tricolor comes from there our national you know the the lion capital comes from there uh, so so bihar i mean has a great contribution you know you can see kautilya's diplomacy or you can mm. see badsayana's 
a contribution to you know to the art of love and uh, and so on so uh, not only those things you know i mean uh, you have this great contribution of nalanda mahavihar or nalanda university towards the development of tibetan buddhism actually and yes yes uh, and uh, and so on so so bihar is also the i mean in in mythology it's the land of rajgir was the capital of jarasand you know where krishna had oh, yeah. with veem you know there's a story so you have you know ancient roots there i mean ancient i mean mahabharata also you have mention of bihar so yeah. buddha you know giving the his first sermon i mean after leaving his home he the first place he arrived after leaving lumini was in you know benuvan in rajgir and uh, hmm. first sermon like the first he gave his lotus sutra at griddhkut you know the vultures speak in rajgir and you have hmm. ancient like india's janpada or the empire building you know magad magad will always be remembered amrapali and so on so uh, so it's a, i mean we have so much out there and uh, uh, and modern india i mean i gave you some symbols you know which we have adopted like ashok chakra and the lion capital Uh, they come hmm. come from bihar i mean also the place of enlightenment for not only buddha but also mahavir you know you have two yeah coming out from there i mean i think your book kind of reminds us of all that you know and and i mean i could keep talking to you about it but uh, we'll have to end <laughs> so for the, <laughs> for for the for the listeners go out and get the book of bihari literature edited by abhay k it is really a very good read fantastic stories great poems and you know it also encourages one to seek out more writing and i hope more you know more more writers take up this challenge of translating more of the you know languages and stories that have emerged from bihar i'm sure everybody wants to read it so thank you so much abhay for talking to me i'm really delighted manjula for your you know very interesting questions and uh, the flow of conversation it has just been an amazing experience thank you for having me with you this was a hindustan times production brought to you by hd smartcast hd smartcast